All right, here we go. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome. It's the Yard Sign, as we do uh, every Monday, 7 o'clock. That's right. Man, do we have a lot to talk about. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. Thank you so much for watching the show. Don't forget, you can now download the Yard Sign on Apple Podcasts. Uh, more platforms for the audio version of the podcast coming soon. Uh, and, of course, please help us out. We'd love to uh, continue to grow this show. Take it. Uh, I know it's on the Internet, and I know people can watch it worldwide, but we want to put it in front of the right people, especially as this election gets closer. So uh, head on over to our Patreon page. Here, I'll even throw up our um, link there. Um, patreon.com slash the yard sign and uh, every little bit helps all right so we can start advertising the show we can start pushing it out there on all the social media platforms and again get it in front of the right people who are going to be making voting decisions this november all right so thank you so much for being here as always i'm your host johnny torres uh we have uh the usual cast of characters now i can say the usual cast of characters because uh uh you know chris is now a three for three Right? Yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and turn on their mics because they're getting restless <laughs> over there. Uh, let's go to the big table. Let's see. From left to right, as always, my fluffy bunny. That's uh, Nebel David Cabrera. <laughs> a bunny? Really? Nah, I don't That's know. not appropriate. <laughs> hey, after the Super Bowl, anything's appropriate, okay? <laughs> and uh, let's see. Center chair. Again, three for three. Mr. Christopher Kylan. How are you, sir? <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. This is, this is what Jake happens. Hoffman. This is the first attendance award I've ever gotten in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's, let, let's add on to the fact that, that Jake basically did the equivalent of flying in on a private jet and, uh, <laughs> and arrived just in time for the show. Uh, we'll get in more into that later. And then, of course, uh, again, the face of the show, but certainly not the substance. That's Jake Hoffman. <laughs> Uh, that might be one of my favorite interests. <laughs> uh, I might have to stick with that one. That one was pretty good. That was a good one. I like that one. The face. Hey, guys. Uh, so, uh, Where's guys. my name, at least? Do we, do we <laughs> so, have to put up where you're oh, going to Oh, we it? have no names. Well, there. I got... All right, let me get my face out of there. So let's yeah. see. Let's throw your... See, I, that, I, I got you your in. IG back There's up there. Jay. There we go. Now I got to flip it because that's on the wrong side. Oh, my goodness. What am I doing here? Okay. Total mess. And then uh, let's see. Where's uh, Chris's? There's Chris's. Uh, in case anybody <laughs> needs to double check their spelling. Uh, <laughs> that was wonderful. It's perfect. Yeah. And, uh, of course, do Mr. I get one? Of course no, you do. I don't go. get one. This, I don't, I'm not on Twitter, so that doesn't no, make sense. No, but that's when we use the promotion. Just put me on a Facebook link, at least something. I think oh, we can move on. You know what? I just thought of something. <laughs> I can give you the credentials to the yard sign one, and Lauren will never have to know. Aha! Aha! Now you can be on Twitter without actually. We've lost half our audience already. No, we're not. (laughs) We're like in the forties right now. All right, let's go ahead. Back to me here for a second. I like the old Spice guy. Bring up. The uh, list of topics, again, plenty to talk about, um, and the Super Bowl actually kind of being the least of them, so uh, that's way at the bottom of the list. Uh, Iowa caucus kicking off today, tonight, as we speak, happening right now in a country that most people can't point out on a map, uh, in a uh, actually a state, sorry, not a country. Uh, DNC rule changes, no big surprise there. We'll get into that. Impeachment, uh, an update as uh, the Senate votes this week, whether to convict or acquit. Uh, coronavirus. Um, definitely had some of those uh, yesterday during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Brexit. Uh, we'll get into that. And Orlando Geds, uh, which I'm probably mispronouncing, but a city councilman goods. here causing causing a little bit of controversy. Also, and sure we'll kind of right. pick that apart. Uh, it's probably not. I don't uh, I think it is spelled right. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, all Oy right. Vey. So let's Oy go vey. back to the big table. I don't know if it's spelled right. <laughs> oh my God. Let's start off with the Iowa caucus and. Uh, 
Well, Anibal's the one that uh, did some homework on this. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna let Anibal and Chris start. Um, all of my substance surrounds the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anibal, what do you know about the Iowa caucus? Give us the, the, the framework here over what's going to happen this week. So, the Iowa caucus can be best described as a Byzantine era election oh cycle. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Let's start off. Let's start off by boring the audience exactly. with, with references that they don't get. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. It's getting like Dennis Miller territory over yeah. here. So I, at the end of the day, the way the caucus is going to be run is that it's the same way as you're going to your polling station, but you have to stay at your polling station all day. And then there are rounds of voting to figure out who is the top three. Because there are, I think there are seven or eight uh, Democrat candidates that are still in the race on the on the actual ballot. Whoever doesn't get more than 15% of the vote with inside their precinct of individuals that actually show up to vote and to stay, then they can either move to another person or or they can just not show up at all. I have a really good feeling that a lot of young people are going to think that they're supposed to show up, vote, and then leave, yeah. not knowing that this is like a five or six hour process in some counties. So it's going to be interesting to see how the breakout is. I would love, my prediction is this, is that Joe Biden, and I, I think this is this would be hilarious, but I do truly think that Joe Biden will not get first or second and maybe third place. Is that the hot take? I would love I would say I want to say in the dream scenario it would be a, it would be Sanders either a Warren Budichek situation for second or third and then a Joe Biden either third or fourth. So four. what do you before I mean probably by next week we'll have a better idea of like what happens, right? We can talk <laughs> about it on on this podcast Correct. Like the results actually are, but what do you predict then? Do you have like a first, second, third that you're expecting to see over over the caucus? What I think that it's going to look like for, in legitimacy, it's going to be Biden, Sanders, Warren. I think that's what it's going to look like. You My, think he's going to be first? I think okay. by, if Biden is not first or second, the campaign, his campaign implodes. They were already yeah. talking about, um, oh, they were already talking about Jerry, um, John Kerry, yeah. like jumping into the yeah, race. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I mean, that's I, an old person not knowing how to use a cell phone. That's the situation. <laughs> Well, I think what's what's going on right now with the Iowa caucus is that I love seeing how Trump has inserted himself <laughs> and he said, okay, well, you know, they're rigging it against Bernie already. And like when you start with that, I think it throws in a whole wrench to it because now you've got them, the entire DNC is really conscious now about what they're going to be doing and the, how they're going to treat him. And, and you would think about the rule changes and everything too, yeah. um, that they're really conscious about it right now. But I don't know if that's the case. I don't know. Do you think that people in Iowa are, are hearing Bernie Sanders message like, of this, you know, the socialist message. Do you think that Warren is getting across to these people in Iowa? I mean, I, to me, I think Joe Biden probably does win Iowa. Like, it seems to me, like, and this is based off of very little, but I think that <laughs> very as, little. as most of my predictions are, but I feel like I feel like Joe Biden would do well in Iowa um, as a state in general. Again, he did, like, Obama did well there. Um, you know, he's done well there. I think that those the, Obama's going to carry him across most states, actually. Um, but Iowa in particular. So if you had to ask me my prediction for the winner out of Iowa, I want to say that it would probably be uh, Biden. I think uh, Bernie gets second, and then I think I'll go with Warren third, and then Pete fourth. Okay. Uh, Chris, what are your predictions? Yes, Chris is still here. Does, does, <laughs> does this actually matter? So I was listening to one of the people that conducts the poll this morning and said, well, we can have three or four tickets leaving here. So it's like mm. we can decide four winners just in different gradations of winning. So it's yeah. like... 
we're redistributing wealth as far as folks go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's exactly what they're going for, yeah. The Iowa caucus, but if I were to gauge it in terms of first, second, third, I would think Biden, Sanders, Warren. Okay, so, so you're going with my, my prediction then. Same. So so if a knee will goes off the off the cusp here and, and changes up, we can tally the board again right and wrong next week based on these predictions. <laughs> again, we don't know what's gonna happen in the Iowa caucus. It's gonna so be what, a few hours for us to figure out. So this what do out. you think what, what's your suggest uh, your opinion then on what first, second, third? Again, I tr- I think it's gonna be a a, a Bernie Biden Warren. Yes. I think that's exactly what it's gonna look like. My dream would be a, um, a, a a Sanders, a Lizard, or Budica, and then Joe Biden in third or fourth place. Yeah. If Biden is in third or fourth place, his campaign literally implodes. Yeah. And I would love to see that happen. And then the long-term view of that is the majority of people in the top do not have any way of surviving in in um in states like Nevada or South Carolina like Buttigieg Warren they have no black vote they have no brown vote no one's going to vote for them in those county in those states at the end of, at, at the most you could see a Sanders winning of course he's going to win in, in uh, Vermont is that the next one after this is it Vermont or is it New Hampshire I don't know I don't care and so <laughs> in that spectrum you're going to see if Joe Biden does not get first or second tonight it's going to be it's going to be um, Sanders. He's going to get the nomination, I, and what you'll see is a fight between the most so like uh, Democrat socialist, and then who's in the background that could possibly get black and Hispanic votes is is Mike um, Bloomberg. I, I don't I still don't think there's any Bloomberg camp. I don't think there's anybody that yes there is. Th- there's, there's no Bloomberg, Bloomberg camp. There's, there's no Bloomberg. Bloomberg yes there fans. is. There's, there's Bloomberg none. in California. There's Bloomberg no, in Florida. There's like five people. No, it, there's that's why not. I, if you he, see first of all, you obviously have not seen the. He bought a lot. He, he's he is the I, Instagram page that no has one, a million followers, no and then you denied. go look at the engagement on that photo, and the photo has no comments, no likes. I'm he not, had to buy all the I'm likes. I'm not denying it's, any is, of it's that. It's not a real. It's I'm not, not a real denying account. any of that. The photo where it says five comments, you click on, they're all none of them are there. They're all. It's all a bunch of. It's all a bunch of robot accounts that they're just there. You know, dump, adding numbers on there so he can qualify to go to the next debate. But he whatever. is qualifying. He has about. He's qualified because he's, he's buying it. He has eight percent of the national vote for the Democrats. He does not have, I don't think, anywhere near what what he's polling is at. He polling. runs polls. He is, he is a poll. He is a poll. He yeah, is no. running polls. Don't get me wrong. Do I think it's all legitimate? Of course I don't think it's legitimate. No, I don't think so. You are literally seeing an American oligarch try to take an election. I, I agree. And what's interesting is that it is the Democratic Party you're seeing. This. Oh, the of ones, course. The ones that are complaining about <laughs> billionaires and the ones that are complaining about the unfairness of elections. And he's all, a good billionaire. He's apparently. Oh, I, I thought Tom Steyer was a good billionaire, but he's got Bush <laughs> way to the back, so he's not clearly a good billionaire either. He's um, gonna redistribute as well so hard once he gets elected. He wants to. <laughs> oh, so hard, so right, hard. So does that our next topic? Is it not the the rule changes that that they've gone under now to uh, to try and uh, I guess you know as Trump would say rig it against Bernie Sanders. So do you know the? Okay, I'm not gonna go there with you because <laughs> I just told you the answer. So the DNC. So. This is what's causing the controversy. The uh, fact that, yes, Joe, um, Mike Bloomberg is not in Iowa. He doesn't need to be in Iowa. Yeah. He's ma- said it mul- multiple times that he's self-funding his entire campaign. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes in that goes in complete opposite of what the rules are for the DNC of how to get onto a debate stage. So over the weekend, you saw Michael Moore basically have a <laughs> conniption. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
clips that we don't have prepared uh, to show you guys. But after the show, go and watch Michael Moore's breakdown <laughs> screaming at the DNC about the unfairness and that how, you know, there were bending over for uh, for billionaires or whatever his, his message was. Oh, he was no. very the, angry. The DNC is straight up taking it. And <laughs> so, I mean, again. Family you... show, like <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl. Like, like the Super Bowl. We're going to hold off on that. I know you people came here for that argument. Yeah, we're, we're going to end up, end up about the same way. We're not going to be much of a family show about halfway through uh, through tonight's show. Demonetized. Banned in 38 countries. <laughs> so the DNC made the decision to actually allow, not to allow. So, okay, so the way you got into the debate stage is by polls, by the amount of money that you'd raised, but also by how many people were actually donating to your mm. campaign to show that there was actual viability of your campaign because some sort of national movement. Yeah. Well, over the weekend, they decided to remove that language so that you only had to raise a certain amount of money, and it could. And he has all the money in the world. Well, so and that's matter. why Trump got on, you know, an interview <laughs> before the Super Bowl and said they're rigging the election against Bernie again. And I think that you know. It's funny that he comes out and says it, right? Because we just sit here on the Republican side and we laugh about it, and we're like, yeah, of course, DNC and everything like that. But the other side, like the far left, the people that are for Bernie, they feel that way again now. And then the tr- and the Trump sticking his finger into that that mess is doing the exact same thing. Like he's he's provoking them again, and he's right as well because of the fact that again they're removing rules. Um, again, a lot of the people that they think are not going to turn up and vote for Joe Biden or um, another candidate that's one of the more moderates, if they were to, like a Bloomberg, if they were to get the nominee. This is why, like when when. When they end up losing the election in November and they go, why didn't anyone turn out to vote? Why didn't any young people turn out to vote and all that stuff? Because they're fed up with the way that the party works and they're fed up with the way that they've changed the rules. And you can't – and again, like we, we were talking about this earlier before the podcast is that this now eliminated – if Julian Castro and um, Booker. and Booker were still in it, they would now qualify there. The only and reason so why he knows about those two people not being able to qualify is because I made that point earlier I today. said I said like we discussed before. I didn't say I came to this podcast to, oh. with this idea. Idea. Oh, all, I no, just didn't come to this podcast <laughs> with these ideas. So, so the point is that when you you've disqualified now people that would have otherwise qualified and then ended their campaign based on certain rules, right? And so, again, I I look at this and I go, this is why if Bernie Sanders does not get the nomination, like you have these videos of these people being like, there's going to be riots in Milwaukee and they're going to be doing this. And like, <laughs> there's these crazy people out there on the left that are going to be really mad. And they're, they're the guys that who may riot in the streets because like who, they, who lives in Milwaukee? <laughs> they're mad about that thing. That's where they're doing the, one of the DNC, okay. like big elections or something. And so the problem is, is that you're isolating the left side of the vote the way that so they have been idea. worried about and they did in 2016. They're doing it all over again. And so, again, I'm by no means a Bernie Sanders supporter, oh, but I, yeah, you got to feel bad for the guy in his campaign oh. that they're literally, like, bending the no. rules to make him lose. No, I have no problem whatsoever. For- I, I don't want him to win. I'm just saying I feel bad <laughs> I for his supporters. no problem whatsoever for the DNC, that is a private organization, yeah. to do whatever they want to do so that they can get their nominee to become the nominee for the Democrat Party. Biden or uh, Sanders is not a Democrat. He's a socialist he's Democrat a, well, that do, only caucuses with him. Then he shouldn't be allowed on their ticket. But that's not the situation. They yeah. want to also have a chance. They're gonna have they're, again. They're gonna have a social a Democrat socialist and a a, a Republican mayor running yeah. for the Democrat <laughs> nomination. And I love it. 
I can't, I'm happy. If they're gonna have rules changes though. It should have to happen for the before the season even begins. Yeah, like, it's, you don't. It's you don't entirely move unfair. What like, did what did Byzantine time rules not imply? I I didn't get your reference, and I doubt anyone <laughs> in the audience did. Listen, I, I got a better reference for you. The Super Bowl was just last night. <laughs> no, if you we're move not the, cutting. If you move this. the goalpost, you can't you can't move the goalpost in the middle of the game. You don't move. You you go every ten yards, and then you have the goalpost at the end, and you kick the field. But you, you also have you also have a referee. Automatically it's, letting people we're not just segue. go. I just no, no, we're not segueing. We're not segueing. <laughs> However, you yes, that is a set of rules. But you also have ref- referees making up plays or like yeah. not seeing plays so that can go wherever they want to. So again, better analogy than Byzantine. No, it's a good <laughs> you can't example. Just, so, so I guess to continue with football analogies, there you, you can't just have <laughs> you can't invite a quarterback in your team and be like, all right, we've used you for what we want you for. You can go be on the <laughs> other team now. We've we've gotten you know to the to the playoffs with mm-hmm. with you and now you can. Could you, you can imagine a lead. trade in the middle of the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, they are they're they're basically. I mean, like they're they're trying again. They're trying to bring in new players like John Kerry's talking about coming in, like we talked about. Um, Mike Bloomberg thinks he can buy his way into the. Into I think the, he's like, gonna buy his way into. Well, he's okay. The can, we, can we talk about the most important thing that happened this weekend? Because I actually do think it's the most important thing that happened this weekend. Is that Trump came out and said. He wants to get a, a stand for the um, for the debates. He said he's too. They asked him like, "What do you think about Bloomberg?" And he's like, "He's short." He wants, and he's like, "I want." So and he's like, "I want." He needs a block for the uh, for the debate so he can stand behind a block. And which means that he won't have a block. And what's if ho- he does get on that debate stage? And, and first off, it is a very real thing in politics, right? Like the height, yeah. the height thing matters. And if, you, if you look on stage and you see this guy that's way shorter than everybody, like it's a big optical illusion out there. He probably does need a box. Uh, but <laughs> the point is, is that it's funny, and now it's literally taken away all of the concern over like Iowa and over like his like legitimacy and as a candidate. Like he's now again, if he ends up being the the candidate, which I don't think he's got any no, chance the, of, the party will explode. People the are going to. People are going to sit there and they're going to go, this is the guy who is not tall enough to stand on a debate stage. And and Trump put that on everyone's head right before the Super Bowl. And the same thing with Joe Bi- uh, with uh, with Bernie Sanders saying, oh, they rigged it against him. So the fact that he's, he was able to it come. It is brilliant. And it, the, his comments before the big game. Wedge. <laughs> it, it was it was it was it was a distraction, but it was a great distraction from a strategy standpoint. And like this is the good Trump when it comes to like trying to to be w- good in strategy coming into the election. I want Trump to call him Mikey. Oh hi, Johnny. Mikey. He came out with his he came out with his own names. So I, <laughs> all right, my prediction because nobody asked me. So How, Johnny, my prediction. No, for, no, don't ask him. <laughs> my prediction for Iowa caucus: I think Bernie pulls out the upset. I think Biden comes in second, Warren in third. And then the rest uh, doesn't really matter at this point. Um, but uh, I think this is going to be a big upset for for Bernie. Uh, I think he's going to pull it out. And I think uh, the DNC is going to have a major problem on their hands because they know deep down inside, they know the party's moved too far to the left. And and come general election, if Bernie has a nomination, they're going to lose. It's it's guaranteed they're going to lose. I think that, that he would lose the election. But do you not think that it would actually be good for them so that their base feels like they had a legitimate election and then he's kind of getting the redemption from 2016 yeah no this is payback i mean you know because they obviously got caught red-handed last time and so that basically opened up they they opened that opened up the opportunity for bernie to give it another go because at this point they knew that their hands were going to be tied and there's people i mean this is something bernie's been working on for decades which is basically what a lot of the like tea party folks and all that were were doing on the right which was infiltrating the party the party structure right so that then they could start to put 
forth the candidates and the type of people that they wanted to see elected in office. And that's how we got to a President Trump, honestly. Uh, you got to remember the, the, the smart thing that the RNC did versus the DNC, because they didn't want Trump as the nominee, was that they just said, OK, if he's if he's made it this far, let's let's let it let it play out. And it paid off for them. If you would have seen the REC, the RNC try to manipulate the election during 2016, then you would have seen a brokered convention. Yeah. I think what's going to happen in this regard is that you're going to see a brokered convention. I would love to see a brokered convention at the Democrats uh, when they have their convention. I still don't think that's going to be what no, happens I think here. I think they're going to figure out a way to derail Bernie Sanders ahead of time. Or the, the voices are so loud on the left from the Democrat Party that they'll just capitulate. And I think that might actually happen, that they allow it to work that, that, that way. But then again, you have a situation where it's going to be a disaster for when the election starts in, um, I think it's August, when you get the actual nominee. Yeah. This isn't the first thing you've done to them, though. Like, this is like the fourth or fifth strong camel's back. <laughs> like, the whole Elizabeth Warren thing. This is so many different events that have led to because he's not a democrat <laughs> that's fine just don't let him associate anymore no, you then. should never have allowed him to get into this to begin with but you did it because you wanted the youth vote you wanted the cool they let him in the house they let him in the house with their crazy yeah, they hair wanted, they and their <laughs> nose piercings and that's what you wanted they wanted they wanted to have all the youth votes so they went out and got their 75 year old heart attack 79 how wait how old is he i don't know 78 79 i he's, think he's an octogenarian <laughs> I'm 100% serious. I think, I think he's, he's 81 years old. Honestly, if he... If only there were a device. A device. <laughs> well, we don't come prepared Alexa. with those devices. So or, a, or some sort of Is technology no. that would give us access Bueller. to an infinite amount of information. Okay, we're doing the so, Google box. So, do we have, so I guess, is there anything else from like this that you really want to go over? So, 78 years old. That's how old. That's how so, old. that's who they went and dug into the, the coffers to try and to get to the, to try, the to try and get the youth vote. So uh, I wonder if he's collecting Social Security at this he, point. Ooh. Of course he is. Are no, you kidding not. Me? He went to a communist country. Oh, he, he is using as much oh, government as he possibly can. Oh my god. <laughs> If he, if he and Warren are not the biggest hypocrites on the planet, I don't know oh, who is. Of course they are. Yeah. I will say this. I don't want to say this, but I mean, do you think he survives through the summer? Well, it's I think, yeah, the summer, Hillary yes. barely I, survived. I think that it's a real conversation about having, uh, like, during his first four years, and yeah. especially eight years. I mean, like, it... You've seen it with you know a couple of um, you know older politicians. They get they in the did, office they where they, even McCain. if they lose, they and they, I look at McCain, and it's like if you would have done the eight years, it was cutting it very close, right? Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's a real concern. I don't think like they try and brush it off when you talk about it, but it's not something you can just brush off. Like they are. I mean, even Trump. I mean, it's still like he's an older guy. I mean, he's not he's not seventy eight, but he's you know it's still well, something also, that's worthwhile. And, and the thing is, like he also doesn't smoke. He also doesn't drink. He actually eats decent. He doesn't look so. like he's the biggest <laughs> best. Bill of health. I will. I will not give him that. However, when he was yeah, running, just don't check uh, Vanka's uh, Instagram from uh, this week uh, because there's a pretty sweet picture of both of them on Air Force One eating McDonald's. Okay, so, <laughs> so let's not let's not. I get kowtow to the. I and his doctor is hilarious. He's the guy that like isn't like a possibly a legitimate doctor. I it's think. Crazy. I think the last thing is this. I think if again, and I, this is the last prediction I'll say. Yep. If Joe Biden does not get first or second place in the Iowa caucuses, I think his campaign collapses. He doesn't have the money to move forward. He has nine million dollars in cash remaining, and that's not enough to to throw off a huge national campaign. Budacek has the money. Uh, Warren and and Bernie has the money. I think Amy Klobuchar. I think she's still in the race. She doesn't have the cash, and some others just they don't have the cash. I think at the most. So 
do you guys think after this weekend, because again, every week we come on here, we talk about the Democratic primaries, we talk about the caucuses, <laughs> we talk about all this stuff, and we talk about who we think is going to win. But at the end of the day, like we're going to look here and we're going to go, I think Trump still won the weekend oh, completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. No one's talking about all of these things. They're talking Those about again, his great commercials yesterday. His commercials. Super Bowl. And, I think they were great. And his interview before The first one was great. Well, his interview beforehand, yeah. I think, is what really set the stage. I mean, to go in and like they, they did like the word association with him. Did you see this? They were like, just one word. If you after, you know, we, we give him your name, like He's Joe sure. Biden's like sleepy, sleepy. Sure. So, you know, it's you want you. It's it's funny. It's like it's it's our president, you know, uh, bringing down all of these other, um, you know, candidates. So, you know, take take with that a grain of salt of, you know, what, what that does to the discourse in the country. But the point is, is that he ended up winning the weekend as far as like a, a polling numbers go. Again, he also didn't get impeached this week. So I think that um, <laughs> that's a pretty big win. Look at that segue. Oh, someone is before working. we move on. Oh, oh, oh so well. come on. Go ahead, Chris. Chances of Bernie's survival so if we move to socialized medicine and he uses it <laughs> drops by ninety percent. Yes, no. I would I would agree with you. That no, he'll fly to Cuba he to would, get he, medicine. He, he, he would fly to Germany or something. But All yeah, right. back on track. <laughs> All right, okay. You ruined Man, my segue. That was a good yeah. segue. That was a decent segue. All right. I don't know. You, I might have to penalize you for that one, Chris. Uh, that was <laughs> Stephanos. He just kind of lobbed that right up there, and you just batted it away. <laughs> Oh, All right, so going back to the uh, topic list again, thank you so much for watching The Yard Sign. We appreciate you again now on Apple Podcasts as well. Facebook, YouTube, uh, subscribe, review, send us some likes, some comments. All right, you guys know what to do. Uh, so we uh, kind of knocked out uh, a big chunk of two topics there between the Iowa caucus and DNC rule changes. Uh, now, of course, this week being the vote in the Senate which, uh, of course, uh, has been deflated by the fact that we're not going to see any witnesses in the Senate. Um, I'll just start off the conversation by saying, is Mitch McConnell a badass or what? I mean, I, it, it's uh, how do you put it any other way? Like, the guy basically put out the narrative that he wasn't going to have the votes with hours, to, like, with less than 24 hours. And then, of course, sure enough, I mean, uh, anybody who doubts that Mitch McConnell didn't have the votes, really, it just it hasn't been paying attention for the last, I don't know, 20 yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, I think that they knew this before they even started. That's why Nancy Pelosi didn't want to do it. I mean, they, they knew beforehand that it wasn't going to pass the Senate. So I, I think everyone was prepared for that. So Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz were on a podcast earlier. I think it was yesterday. And they were talking about how what really happened in the background and what was happening and there was a part where Lindsey Graham was like almost about to say like cluster F and he's like can I really say that he's in there like no but I think what was happening is that there was there was a good chance I think there was a good chance that they were going to vote for witnesses and the moment you allow for that and this again this has been an uh, an a, a PR nightmare when it came to Republicans because there have been witnesses. There have been 17 witnesses. Mm -hmm. There have been almost 200 hours of testimony and documentation. So it's not like you need additional witnesses for something that you said was so important that had to get out of the house before Christmas. And so it needed to be, it needed to go through it. And then you have Nancy Pelosi sitting on the articles for a month. So, at the end of the day, you knew it wasn't going to pass, but there was a lot of people having problems with the narrative that the Democrats were having to put out. And at the end of the day, you had two people vote for the the witnesses, which were Romney and Susan Collins, which, again, they're in districts. 
Susan Collin is in a district that she needs to make sure that she's very careful in because it's becoming a purple part of yeah. that part. Romney, on the other hand, is just being an ass and wanted to just stick it to the president again because I don't understand why you would be so controversial in this situation. My opinion on Romney, I think he's like super salty that someone of his stature didn't make it to the White House. But someone like Donnie from the Queens, Donnie from the, <laughs> Donnie from the Block, did make it to the White House. And yeah. he's, you know, got his his striped red tie. And yeah. Donnie comes in wearing whatever he wants, long tie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think uh, for me, like what, what I want to say about impeachment and kind of like be on the record for saying about impeachment is that I, I think I take a little bit of a, of a more neutral view of this because um, – Again, I, I think we've talked about impeachment a lot as we've gone through the past couple of months. Like, I don't think articles of impeachment ever should have brought been brought up. I think that the argument should have been that this is not an impeachable offense. Correct. That that uh, quid pro quo of withholding aid from another country is something that happens in 192 other countries from every single president um, in the history of our country. Well, uh, and, that's that's my argument. And for that's it. where it shifted halfway through that because they they did a bad job of sticking to that narrative. Correct. They were talking about Correct. all these other things and they got caught lying about other pieces of it. But to me, like. That's not an impeachable offense. I think that's how the president, whether people like it or not, whether it's out in the open or behind closed doors, I think that that is the reality of politics, Is that especially when we're giving money to everybody. But now what I will say is that when you look at this week and you have a call for witnesses, I feel like in the House it was completely mismanaged. Like how we have an impeachment process in this country where you have – it goes through two, two layers of protection, right? You have the House. You have the Senate. And both of those, I feel like the American people are cheated out of a fair process because they're not, it's not transparent. So in the House, you have all of these witnesses. Like you said, there's 17, 18 witnesses, 200 hours of testimony. Well, we didn't get to see any of it, right? And they're all whistleblowers and people that we didn't know and names that we didn't know. And like then it goes to the Senate and then they can vote to not even have witnesses. And again, and we all wanted to see like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and all these people testify. And so for something so big and so important, like you would think that it would work like a trial would and where but it's it, all out yeah, in the open. And I know it, it doesn't. And it, and that's not the, there's a lot of rules written around it, but that's, that's what I think that the American people deserve to see is a fair trial, right? Like I'd rather see all of these people go on. And I think in my full opinion of this is that uh, both Republicans and Democrats are probably at fault here because you've got a process where if there wasn't a trial out in the open where all of these people had to call witnesses and they had to really discuss what happened here and like whose son was sitting on what board and, and who knew what at what time, you're going to find that probably a bunch of Republicans would have lost their job and a bunch of Democrats would have lost their job. And maybe they get the president, maybe they don't. But I think that just Washington as a whole never wanted any of this to happen because but, but you're it, missing you're missing a really big point and I'm sorry to cut you, you off. No, go ahead. Is that there were witnesses? We have seen those witnesses, and that was during the House trial. But we didn't really see them though; they were done behind closed no, doors. No, they weren't. A we lot have, of the testimony. We have some testimony that's behind doors. We have some witnesses that are behind doors. But you still have all the other witnesses that were already. We saw all of them on C-SPAN. If you were watching C-SPAN, I was not watching C-SPAN. Absolutely, but the, shocking that but you were not watching C-SPAN. I don't think that I, me and the rest of the country were not watching C-SPAN. Okay. Twelve of us watching C-SPAN. But the point is, is I that was there half the time. <laughs> I I don't think that there was a. Again, it's not a fair trial. I think it's a but circus. It's not it's meant a, it's, to be a trial. But it should. But that's the process that we should have in place for an impeachment of a no, president. No, you were you were literally having individuals that are of opposite um, 
opposite parties voting mm. for someone that they don't like to be put. It's not. It's, it was never going to be impartial. I don't it think it's always going to be biased. So there's no way to actually have a trial for this. Hence why mm. the Supreme Court, the the head of the Supreme Court, sits as a 51 vote. 51 I, as I, far I, as legislators, yes. But I think like what what Jake said, if the all the witnesses called in the House instead mm-hmm. of being in a bunker downstairs outside of you know the mm-hmm. regular person's view if the dnc's base would have seen that happen either they would have been bolstered or they would have been softened up and like, no, this is stupid D- why are no, we doing they would have, the they would democrats have seen... want to get rid of trump because they know yeah, they cannot win in november and because well, of that this was the only other option i guess that this is the conversation i'm having is more of a, a problem with the impeachment process as a whole right is that if if we have a process in which Nobody is like allowed to see the witnesses, hear the witnesses. Not all witnesses can be called. I mean, imagine having like a murder trial where like they were just like, nope, can't call that guy. But nope, can't call that guy. Murder. It, that's another. It's that's not, a whole other conversation. But we're talking about removing if the president of the were, United States. But, but you're giving the articles were not criminal to begin with. Well, th- again, that's the and that's and that, but that's Nixon, the, the reason why this is completely different between when it comes to Nixon, when it comes mm-hmm. to Clinton. This is completely different because there was no crime committed. Well, if there was a crime I, committed, then they would have filed either bribery charges or contempt exactly. of court, not contempt of Congress. But that's Who my cares about being contempt with Congress. But that's my point though, is that if you're gonna impeach the president and you have a process that is to remove the president of the United States, I feel like it should be more of a trial basis that's out in the open. You actually get to hear witnesses from both sides and you have it out in the open. I don't I don't like seeing rules from either one either side where you don't get the full story, where it's some of the story is done but, but it's you done have behind closed full doors. Story. And the public the wouldn't feel so slighted if, I, if that were the case. I think the public yeah. feels completely slighted on both sides because everyone wanted to see witnesses called. Like I want to see Joe Biden have to testify and Hunter Biden testify about what so they did. Yeah, right? but that was never gonna get pushed. They Democrats were never gonna But if this was a real why case, you did not get but that's the thing. You're thinking that there was some way to make this un, impartial, and that was not going to be possible. I'm not saying whatsoever it, because there was no crime committed during the Nixon campaign. A crime was committed that per, that made the Republicans why, have to vote Nixon out. But this is when why it came you to had, Clinton. A, 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 there was a crime committed, and it mm. forced the Democrats to vote on this. But also. they had to do the same thing. They had to. They suppressed witnesses in that case too on the Democratic side. And, and to me, like if we've had this happen now twice in the past, let's say 20, 30 years. We have a broken process here, and the American people on both sides don't feel good about it. We because don't have a broken process. We, there, it is a little it's bit. I mean, broken. it's not the impeachment process. I think has the. I look at it as the impeachment process is good because we've got all of these safeguards in place, where you cannot just remove a president for you know at will, right? You've got these safeguards of, of the House and the Senate. What I don't like about it is all of these procedural things that they go and they argue, and it's again, it's, it's a giant circus at the end of the day, not a fair shakeout of what actually happened. And, and I think that, again, like the American people are saying things like, oh, well, Trump has an oligarchy. We're in an oligarchy. Like they think that about. I don't even know, you know where they, I don't even know where but that's, but that's from. the narrative on their side. And then from our side, we're looking at it like what's, what's been the calling card for, for years now? It would drain the swamp, right? Like th- this is exactly what we're talking about. Like to me, like if, if they were to have like a real trial and these guys, all these politicians were to go on trial and actually have to face what happened in this situation from start to finish, you would see people from both sides uh, removed or jail. The founders made sure that this was a legitimately partisan scenario that Mm -hmm. it had to be so blatant 
of a crime that there was no way that the opposite side would be able to justify it and force them to actually bring it upon. That's why this version of what they've done when it comes to impeachment is so stupid because now it just cuts the knees of what legitimacy when it comes to impeachment. When when a when a president has committed such well, a high say, crime and treason is in any of the, so the let's impeachment say that, articles about high crime or treason, no. So, so they're not even real crimes. Exactly. So, so let's say though that, that there Nancy, was Nancy Pelosi and Shifty Schiff have literally blown their wad on something that means nothing. <laughs> so let's let me let me ask you then if we had a real like whatever you consider to be a, a hard real crime committed by the president and he was to go through this same process and you weren't allowed to see witnesses and then all testimony was done behind closed doors in the house and they kept pushing it through would you feel good about it? I, mean, I, what, I literally have read the transcripts from the phone call but that's not, have, that's not what I'm asking. I, yes you are asking because I have enough information to make a gender No I'm not but I'm not talking about Trump I'm talking I, bigger I, picture I here. know if there was a crime committed that I did not have the transcripts, I had no access to witnesses whatsoever, mm -hmm. then yes, I could give you some form of leeway, but that's not the case in this situation. I have heard from witnesses, I have read the transcripts, and I think it's a bunch of malarkey. And because of that, I don't I don't agree with where we're going at, and that's what's happening in the Senate right now. The Senate has made the decision, even if he was, even if you do count it, that he did a quick pro quo, mm -hmm. it's not enough to get rid of a president. And I, I, I agree with you in Trump's case. I guess my conversation is more about the process itself and if this happens again and let's say it's a democratic president and they're doing something that you consider to be illegal and there is an impeachment um inquiry brought up i feel like the process is not in place to give people give the american the, people the amount of the oversight that they need the, the way we do impeachment now is exactly the way it's supposed to work they manipulated this process because it, we were only in, in what day seventy and eight of how the impeachment. Pro we've never had impeachment during election year. Mm -hmm. We've never had an impeachment be this short. Again, this is exactly the way it was supposed to work, and it is and resulting in the way it should have ended. Is that there is no there's, President Trump will be acquitted, and that's it. I I, I understand that that's what's going to happen here, but I guess I still. But does look that at not it. mean that it didn't work correctly? I don't think it worked correctly because I don't think that you would have all of the. All the people involved that are around this, right? So your your Joe Bidens, your Hunter Bidens, your your Mitt Romney, your Nancy Pelosi, who's their kids sit on boards of foreign you know co you know companies too. too. And so again, if you were to really drain the swamp and have a real open testimony about all of these things and and call real witnesses and do all of that kind of stuff, again, I think it's unfair to the American people. I don't think it's a, an, a slight to Trump. I don't I don't think that the Democratic talking point of that. Republicans are, are covering for him or, or all of those things. I don't think that those are legitimate. I think that I look at the process as a whole and I just don't think it's open enough for the entire country. It's That's not all. meant to be open. It's meant to be a political a theater, honestly, at the end of the day. And for no, the it's not meant to be political theater. I don't think it's supposed to be meant to be a political theater. Political no, process. it's not. It's meant How? to actually no, remove a president yes. in the case that he's committed a and crime. The reason exactly. why, and the reason why it's so political is because the high crime and treason is to force the other party to capitulate and actually bring up the art the actual articles the yeah. fact that we did not have the fact that that we did not have a joint statement on both parties that made this decision means that this was and this was done from the beginning no we've this, never had an impeachment this process. was a political stunt but at the end of the day there the the process should be fair and transparent enough you know to whether or not the articles were legitimate that you could at least go through the process feeling that you know what um yeah okay like he he didn't do anything wrong here and the problem is that by not calling any witnesses you're basically you know i i think you're you're tampering or you're 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 smearing the the validity of of making the point that 
There was nothing there to begin with. The, the fact that the articles that they have filed have no criminal attachment to it means that this was always going to be nothing. Yeah, and I, the I, Democrats are the ones that ruined the Im- impeachment process. I think completely. It's, I think that it's it's shared blame. Um, and again, I think it's it starts, not shared blame. I really don't believe it's because shared blame I think at all. again, I'm going to say it again. I think that if you would have an open, transparent uh, trial, like whatever you want to call it, this isn't a trial. I know, but I'm saying that if you would actually have open testimony, I think you'd see a lot of again a lot of that swamp draining that we talk about all the time. You have all of these people in positions where their kids are on all these boards and everything like that. And then, again, you have all these people that knew all of these things. Joe Biden is talked it, about removing. I mean, the thing that Trump is, is, is impeached for. It's not illegal for letting your kids get on these boards. The thing, it's not illegal. If you're in it, control of that jurisdiction, it's it is. It's not illegal. It's a conflict of interest. It's, it's it nepotism, but it's not illegal. It's a con- but it is a conflict of interest. Because and there was. Not a State and, in this money, case, not. and in this case, you we could, can add you could laws. make the case. We can add laws to say that it's, it's not allowed. Nobody's saying that it's illegal. Legal, but again, you can't say then that there wasn't a, a conflict then of you interest. Can't have a trial. If we're not I, saying that it's illegal, you think, can have a trial. I just think that everybody, everybody involved with this, like it's something that Washington did not want out in the public any more than what was allowed. And it was very, very calculated on who was allowed to talk, who wasn't allowed to talk. I think Democrats are thrilled that witnesses were not called, to be honest, because I think that those witnesses would have taken down a lot of Democrats, including their leading you know, the person that we're predicting to win Iowa. But I think he would go down. Who votes for the witnesses? The Senate. I think that everybody... Who votes for the witnesses? The, well, the, the, the House could have called the House could have called them, the, and I'm, they were called. I'm saying actual that the, politicians are being con, are contributing to the manipulation of what is supposed to be a fair trial. I it's think never going to be fair because it was always supposed to be political. You're supposed to force the opposite I, party to force them to vote uh, against the president or whoever is being impeached. I, I just because it's down such here. a high crime of treason. I agree with what Jake it's was saying. It's not just for I treason. It's no, it's high crimes and treason. Like literally, that's you have to be. It has to be so outrageous, breaking into the breaking into your opponent's uh, campaign headquarters and lying under oath in front of the U, in front of America. Those are the two last two that we did. All right. Ugh. Man, I think Jake was saying that we're that a lot of people in Washington are relieved that no one was testifying because yes. everyone gets exposed. Yes. It's I bad dis- for- I don't disagree. I apologize. I don't disagree, Jake, of what you're saying. But this is Perfect the world done and conversation. The, I know this is the world that we live in, and I don't live in a fantasy. I live in reality, and this is the reality that we live in. I think moment. that we could have a more transparent process. I not, guess you're not going to call it impeachment. What? You're not going to call it an impeachment. I, I think that the impeachment process can be... I think that there are rules that, that the American people could push for for more transparency in an impeachment process going forward. That's Well, I mean, it's just like the filibuster... No, it's just like the filibuster rule. Uh, you it? can pass rules to fix the process. Yeah, exactly. In the middle and again, of the process. Not in the middle no, of the process. I'm absolutely talking about, not. I'm talking about afterwards. Not in the middle of the process. But we do how, not move goalposts. But that's how <laughs> it's done. In in the impeachment trial, it is voted upon in the Senate during the impeachment trial. I know how it they works. They can't even have caffeine. Do you understand that? They can have milk and water. Yeah, and Romney, Romney, Romney got had smacked his chocolate, because of milk. chocolate milk. But that's just anti- <laughs> that that's just antiquated law, but and it probably but it was probably to prevent them from bringing beer. Yeah, into if the, they can't, exactly but, but if they yeah. can't even make those changes now. There's no way we're going to have a change anytime soon. Again, it is meant to humiliate the party that's in power, that has the president, to force them to to actually make the change and kick him out. Because it's supposed to be of high crimes and treason. This was not either of them. Go ahead, Chris. I disagree. Okay. Do you think the chocolate milk is why uh, Romney lost his seat at CPAC? <laughs> <laughs> I think Romney lost his seat for, at CPAC for a lot of reasons. It was absolutely the chocolate milk. <laughs> I think it's, I actually, By the way, look, I would totally be the chocolate milk guy Like if I were in 
in the Senate, that would totally be me. Yeah, I but you're totally smart enough to not to drink it out of a clear glass. By the way, wow. I no, he had to go get his clear glass actually, and I think he was allowed to have it. Then. Well, again, because of the rules, right? But <laughs> yeah. I, but it said milk. And so they're saying that because it was chocolate milk that that's how somehow violating the rules. It's just I mean, so, I, one, one thing I'll say about Romney, which is incredibly racist against chocolate milk. <laughs> By the way, best non-alcoholic drink out there is chocolate milk. So I understand where Romney's coming from. Whoa, let's not have this debate now. I think. <laughs> I, I, do you know this, this is petty foggery. Really well, I said best non-alcoholic drink is chocolate milk. I don't that's think it's up for true. debate. That's not true. All right, let's Name go ahead and bring in the out. comments, guys. Name another in the comments. Because we're about to take a hard turn here after uh, that hefty conversation. <laughs> oh, wow. Coronavirus. <laughs> I think we could all use a corona right about now, especially after that last topic. Has their uh, stock fallen? Okay. Like, no. Like, no. Everyone, and, yeah, I don't, stock fell over the weekend. No, yeah, but rebounded. I don't think it's affected them. Uh, Up 200 today. All. Yeah, but, the Dow, uh, not the Shanghai Exchange. Well, so, of course, the coronavirus, uh, you've got your anti-vaxxers out there saying that uh, this is all conjured up and uh, just a way to vaccinate everybody. And then, of course, you've got the World Health Organization uh, basically running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, the U.K. apparently has lost a whole bunch of people who were in China. And now there's, uh, I think, over two dozen cases um, in the U.K. I think there's now, uh, I think we're in the single digits here in the United no, States. We're at 12. Um, is it 12? It's 12. You reverse them oh, okay all right so um you know needless to say uh you know you know people want to equate it to zika you were talking about zika earlier uh before <laughs> we started the show uh is is this a huge deal or you know is I, this uh, just kind of the the panic of the quarter i think that it is a big deal um you have a lot of people in close quarters in that country right and you've got uh, they can trace it back to a in that country, but I mean here. I mean, is is, is it going to be a big problem? Here? I don't think it's. People should not be getting down to their bunkers and preparing a bunch of uh, food to survive the next apocalypse. I don't think that it's bueno. going to get bad. Bueno. Um, it's not going to get bad here, but in in a city like Wuhan, where you have millions of people around open livestock and you know kind of uh, these these open air markets, which is where this all originated from, eating bat soup, eating bat soup, or whatever it is that where this comes from. Uh, They've the Chinese government. What you should be scared of is that they've quarantined a city, right? That's what you should be afraid of. They have taken this virus and said we are, we have it under control. Rest of the world, they do not have it under control. Um, and then now it's gotten so bad that you've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people dying in these cities because they've now quarantined them and basically said if we have to lose the city of Wuhan with a million people because it'll save you know our billion person population they've quarantined they have they have there are pictures of which them. is totally a chinese wait, thing wait, wait, like wait, they would okay. absolutely do something let's, like that let's rewind a little bit do i think that we should be in bunkers no do i think this can become a and the u.s some of the u.s med, uh, medical um, industry is actually calling this up certain into a pandemic mm. of a problem what's occurring now and remember, we talked about this last week. So yeah. last week it was less than 100 people had passed away. Last week it was less than 2,000 people. Well, infected. they're lying about all their numbers. Oh, I'm completely agreeing with you that yeah. they're completely lying. But the thing is, though, what's scary are the numbers that they're giving out now. Plus 300 have passed, have already died. There are already cases of mm -hmm. people outside of China that have passed away also. in the I think in the Philippines or in um, somewhere yeah. in Southeast Asia. It's now 
went from 2,000 infected to almost 17,000 well, infected. Is what I and think, now, and so the number of quarantines over 100 million that it, are that are in their homes yeah. and they can't move around. Well, and I think that this it speaks to a bigger problem here, right? Because they've had this problem with SARS, right? And mm-hmm. like the the real issue here is that you have a bunch of hospitals and and people in the communist government that yep. they have that do not want to report that their city is not under control. They do not want to get punished from from the from Beijing and have it come down to them and say, "Well, what were you guys doing?" Because now you're fired or killed or something like that. Um, because that's genuinely what has happened here. People oh, in yeah. the hospitals do not want to be blamed. Doctors do not want to be blamed, and they are underreporting all the way through because they don't want to get in trouble from the people at the top in that's this exactly dynasty. Exactly how socialized anything works. Exactly, and so that's that's what we're seeing here. So, what should be scary to Americans? Not so much that it's going to come over here because yes, we're going to have five or ten cases from people who accidentally visited Wuhan at the wrong time, um, and and they weren't treated properly because they kept saying that this wasn't a real virus, it's just pneumonia or whatever, right? So that's going to happen. But a giant pandemic, no. But what should be scary here is that socialized medicine, socialized country, communist country, right? They can just decide all of a sudden that your city is quarantined and it's now quarantined. And then now there are dump trucks of of, uh, of mud now blocking out all of the tunnels getting out of Wuhan. That is a real thing. They have quarantined that city. So what should be scary is that, a, that that the government has been able to go and basically stop people from mobilizing and getting them out of a country. They basically, again, written off an entire city of millions of people and said, go stay in your home, be safe, but you're not infecting the rest of our country. And that should be what's scary to everybody. I think any government would do almost the exact same thing. If no. They had. Yes, they would. You, if- you, think, you think that what would happen if, if Washington, D.C. said... Tampa is quarantined. We are closing all of the bridges. You guys are stuck there because you guys have a disease going on. If there was a disease going on, I think the military would go into Tampa to try to stop and close the bridges. Have you seen any movies lately? I know the movies. Yes, exactly. That's what happens in the movies. That's what would happen. They would close it down. I don't think in an American city you would see this until you have a socialized medicine or like you've got this like federalist government. I think any I think any government would do the same thing to ensure the the safety of you want the pandemic to go through the United. States just to allow it, so then you can what? I don't do think. What? I think you'd have a major revolt. I think you'd. I think you'd have. I think if you would know, people would panic here in this country. I think they would panic yeah. if they found themselves blocked into uh, an area. And then, mind you, again, it's much more difficult to do that here simply yeah, because of land. You could quarantine Tampa but, in a second. <laughs> No, you not Tampa, not. St. No, Pete, St. Yeah, Pete. Pinellas, Pinellas exactly. you can absolutely lock oh. down real quick. Pinellas will turn yeah. into two islands if it ever gets hit by a hurricane. So let's all understand or, what we're talking or about. Or Florida, right? Like you could quarantine Florida. There's like two there's like two intersections that go out of there Florida, are right? two intersections there, that come out have, of Florida. You have you have 75. Let's go through this now. You got, this is the attitude I got with the foreign aid thing. <laughs> there's, there can't be. I can't, How many ways to get out of Florida? Leave your, your look, comments look, downstairs. I can tell you right now. Go. Remember that hurricane that we had when everyone's trying to leave? There are two interstates to get people out of this out of this state. True. And if they were yeah, to quarantine those interstates, two interstates, yes. And if they were to quarantine those interstates and close them off, what would we do? We'd be stuck in Florida. No, and I don't. Think, I would change my Google Ways to get off like, the highway <laughs> and switch and on to like, State Road 301. And so there's like, like a there few are other roads. ways. But how? A1, but, A1. And you don't think that the military yeah, could but, easily close off all of those roads? I'm the not, ten roads. Yeah, oh, guaranteed they could do it. No, I think. Yeah, I think the Florida National Guard could absolutely do it. Of okay. course. Thank you, guys. I, I have to argue against the every week about things that I think are obvious, and everyone we else went from two intersections. Mind you, the mind you, this whole lockdown premise was his idea in the first. 
place. Why is it? Anibal was the one pitching this whole thing that they were going to lock. First of all, you know, I knew for a fact China lock was going to lock down. Was going to lock down Wuhan. I can't even believe we haven't even made it to the thing you're most wrong about yet, and, <laughs> and we've already gotten this far. Oh, into the sir, show. I have receipts for that one. Also. Yeah, this is this is not going to be Anibal's uh, best show. <laughs> no, I'll it's tell not. You that. We're going to change. We got to get our tally board. We got to get up there. We need, <laughs> we need a scoreboard. I mean, That's, yeah, we do. When it comes those at to home, you can you can keep one for us. Yeah, we need somebody who's going to start taking score for us. Again, um, I think what's happening now, and I'm more focused on the economic backlash when it comes to what happened today. The um, Chinese stock exchange, the Shanghai stock exchange opened up. It went down 10% uh, opening. The the Chinese government tried to pump in almost $170 billion look, look, US dollars. Hit the brakes, though. Hit the brakes, though. Are those numbers even real to begin well, yes, with? yes, it's an actual No, those exchange. numbers, that, you know they're fluffing those numbers to I begin with. I just told you how much they pumped in. They were only planning to pump in $20 billion. And at the end of the day, they had to pump in 170. The reason why we know this is because it's actually open exchange market that you can see who is dumping money in and you automatically assume it's the Chinese government. So they tried their best and they lost about four, almost half a trillion dollars in valuation. Yeah, I, I guess my take on it is that, again, uh, if I did a bullet point it, don't go to your bunkers. It's not going to be a pandemic. <laughs> it's not going to be a pandemic in America. You're fine. It um, could be. be I, I don't think you should be. Be scared if you you're in China. Because you shouldn't be that. You shouldn't be that cavalierish about something that's actually legitimate. Because again, we're still in flu season for the next few months. It's the pneumo- It's pneumonia. Like I mean, like. Do you know what the percentage? I'll tell you this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's let's have this conversation. This is a great test per- run for the anti vaxxers Do you know what so. the percentage is of conversion from having a case to death? For the, for the virus? How can you possibly know those numbers when they can't even report how many people are of in the, these Of places? the cases that we have now, there is a way to kind of calculate that percentage. Because the only cases we have are the worst of the worst. The I don't numbers? think it's anywhere Please accurate. Please fill us in, Do you know the number? Oh my there's, no, there's no reason for numbers. 3%. 3% of conversion That's from... That's nothing. Ha- I'm a betting man. I'll okay. take 97% all day. Okay, so what's the conversion <laughs> of death when it comes to having the flu? I mean... I have no clue because I'm not prepared to <laughs> give you that point kind of shocking, point shocking that he doesn't have a clue. I'm he wasn't still prepared. right on all of my What's points. The pr- I don't no, need you're numbers. Not. <laughs> he's, look, he's going off the what talking is, points that we had in our little chat group, all right? Which no, is basically not, that the flu exactly. the flu is far more fatal in this country than the coronavirus that's tech, will probably no. ever Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not true. The percentage of people that die when they get the flu is zero point. I think it's zero point zero nine five percent. Those numbers are fluffed by you the know CDC. Why, you know why? It's because the, <laughs> the amount of people... <laughs> It's all fake news to you, isn't it? I I do not. You're believe, gonna say that uh, CDC is lying to the U.S. government of how many people get the flu and how many people die? I absolutely hey, think the that intelligence agencies were doing it. The I, FBI has been doing it. I think that I think that every we're number the, the CIA has been doing it. I right that, now, the coronavirus has a higher percentage of people that contract the disease and pass away because of the disease than the flu. But it, it, at the end of the day, we are looking at like different strands of flu, right? Basically, because again, you get pneumonia type viruses. What's, and then, what's the Jake, name? Jake, of look, the, don't bother. He just wanted. <laughs> I should, look, I Jake, don't bother. even bother. I shouldn't bother. He just no, wanted. I, he just wanted to throw out that little. No, that little you make the comment. That little. That you little make stat. the comment that the okay. flu is more deadlier. And I didn't what say I it's deadlier. Say is I didn't say it's deadlier. That percentagely, if you get the coronavirus, there's a higher likelihood of you passing away from it than the flu. Yeah, but that's because that's because they have spent no time trying to fix the problem. You know how be, long it takes to be able to develop some kind of well, antivirus? This is probably this has probably been festering for months, but they they are not labeling it as a coronavirus or whatever they call it in China. They have not been labeling it as such, and because they've lied about their numbers for months, it allows a pandemic to happen. Okay, that's so, what happens. So, much more interesting question is this: <laughs> Is this Darwinism at work? I, is this natural selection? I is this, is this a way of thinning the herd? 
The Black Plague. Did I don't it. want to talk about this. The Speaking of conspiracy <laughs> theories about people lying to people. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, yeah. There, there was a theory that this was a biological weapon developed by the Chinese uh, government that uh, went horribly wrong it and would not got out of its coop. I think that it, conspiracy theories are fun, and I will entertain all of them. <laughs> but, but I can't. I cannot sit on a show and say this is what happened, right? Like I can say, <laughs> yeah. I can say it's fun to think. I get fun, but like I think it's. <laughs> I think it's. I think there's credence. I think there's credence. Millions of people getting no, infected. No, no. I think that there is credence to saying a credence government is, is experimenting on uh, different viruses or things like that on their own population. I mean, we've done it in America. It's widely documented uh, and declassified. At this, this isn't point. the first time the Chinese have done this to their own population. Like we, if good we've book. Done it, if we've done it to our own population, <laughs> they are absolutely doing it to their own I mean, population. Good book. Straight up, like dropping atom bombs, like forty-five minutes away from Vegas. Yeah. Unit seven thirty-one about the Japanese government in World War Two uh, describes. Uh, the government using biological weapons on their people in great detail. It's a pretty uh, solid read. Good if you want job, to read Chris. About that. That's a good one. Chris Thanks. wants you to watch read books. We just want you to watch video <laughs> clips. <laughs> just watch the clip of, of Michael Moore screaming. That's all we're asking oh, you. Chris wants you to read books. I thought he was going to have a heart attack on screen because you could see the Krispy Kreme coming out of his throat. I was like, oh my God, he's going to start. Chris, I think Chris for Kylan, the radical. The radical. <laughs> Wanted read to read books, books and stuff. Oh my God. That's get horrible. out of here with that. Uh, Anyways, I think, I think we'll be fine in the United States. I think the CDC and the military is doing a great job controlling it and making sure people are actually... And the, the other weird thing about this virus is that it can be passed even when you don't have the symptoms. And that's a crazy one. Whereas in the flu, you can only pass it after you've started showing that you have a high fever and cough and everything else. So that's yeah. why this is a little bit tricky. Well, you know what's even crazier? Is that we're still talking about it. I know. Yeah, that's even crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> because if you would have taken my bullet points, we could have oh moved on. No you didn't bullet provide points. bullet points. I provide bullet points. You walked be, in here be scared two minutes of, before we started. My, one of my bullet points on the show, not before the show. <laughs> All right, bullet, boys. You're I, off camera. I, I did it. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, All right. Camera. Recap here on the topic list. Again, just getting out of the coronavirus. Thank you so much for the science lesson in Ebel. Oh. Um, <laughs> Uh, now we're going to do a quick jog over to the UK. Again, we've got uh, uh, some mixed opinions. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, while uh, we've gotten word from some uh, uh, somewhat legit sources <laughs> that uh, right now, you know, Brits, uh, you know, while they were celebrating in mass quantities out in the streets when uh, this went into effect, they're saying, well, this is going to still take a lot of months of negotiation uh, between the other countries, et cetera, et cetera. My point and the reason I wanted to bring it up was um, – is this basically a a litmus test for our upcoming election? I mean, this was a huge win for the Conservative Party, something that, again, had been in limbo for a long time. All of a sudden, uh, Boris Johnson gets uh, reelected and uh, pushes Brexit through and gets it done. I mean, is, is, is this pretty much an indicator that uh, Trump uh, is, is going into re-election? <sighs> As far as Trump goes, I think I think Brexit is more important for Britain than it is for the U, for the yeah. U.S. Um, no, very- for us it's symbolic, right? Like for us, it's it's not you know, and I, and I mean it like in the sense that it, it, do we continue to see because we saw a conservative wave happen in other parts mm. of the world after Trump got elected. We saw it happen in the U.K. We saw it happen in Brazil. We saw it happen in other countries. You know, is does this mean that the conservative wave that we have right now does it continue uh, through to our November elections? Because this is a big deal. This is a huge win for conservatives I, in the U.K. I Jonathan, think it so is. I'm trying to make such a thing. It it's is. Not a thing. <laughs> it seems contagious. Conservative wave. <laughs> I love it. Um, what I will say, what, what, what you should take away from Brexit is that 
you had every liberal media source for a year or two say that this could not be done. This is not something that we could figure out. And they, they poor Boris Johnson, who looks like he's disheveled, but he's not disheveled. He knows what he's doing. Um, he does. Oh, he plays. Yeah. He plays I love a, that conversation. He plays. Yeah, he plays a disheveled person on TV. He's not. He's from yeah. Oxford. Apparently, it's all an act. It is complete an act. He's, he's, he's from Oxford. He's he, very He can smart. do his hair. He has a comb. So the point is, <laughs> is that is that. Uh, they were able to do it, and he and all the things that they because I I don't pay too much attention to the British tabloids like by any means, but when I do catch it on like the New York Times will do something about it, NPR will do a piece on it or something like that. I catch it, and I catch the language and the way that it's talked about, and the way that it's talked about is that Boris Johnson's basically Trump. He's a terrible person. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's done all of these different things to strong arm um, Parliament and into doing all these different things that he wants, and he was able to effectively negotiate. A, an exit deal after two people failed in front of him. Yep. And so that is what you should take away from this is that, you know, as much as liberal media says that, oh, Trump doesn't know what he's doing, Boris Johnson doesn't know what he's doing, they kind of know what they're doing. Not just any two people. The guy who started this whole thing, Nigel Farage, mm-hmm. right, even he couldn't get it done. Like, yeah. he started this whole Brexit thing and he wasn't even able to get it done. He wasn't even able to get reelected. Well, I think that's the the joke at the end of the day of how Boris Nelson has really done a great job being able to go in the background and be able to negotiate this out with people thinking that he was just a joke and actually being a really good tacticianer. So I think this is, yes, it's important for us to be able to talk about Brexit and be able to talk about how it's supposed to be some form of 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 point that the conservatives here can actually talk about in regards to seeing a liberal media waste the time of so much time and then they just get it done. They should have spent more time on Megxit. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as conservatism broadly (laughs) regarding Brexit, I think it's great the Britons can now govern themselves as opposed to to having uh, diplomats in Brussels decide things for them. Uh, As conservatives, we like to have our government local and small. And this is a step in that direction for the Britons. I'm I'm very proud of them getting it done. I I think so. And if they were to have a deadly virus breakout, now they don't have Brussels being able to quarantine the entire island. We've seen what happens when the UK gets a deadly disease. all seen the movie yeah so because of that i think they will be fine nothing's gonna go crazy i will want to see what the um hash out is going to be when it comes to <sighs> trade and that's just because i'm a nerd there's there's a lot that still has to be hashed out i don't think it's perfect yet but again they'll they'll work on that um and you know we'll like Use it in your little corner and enables attic like four months down the down the road when they have some. Four, they you're ha- being very generous. When they before. have, yeah, when they have some sort of like uh, mildly interesting thing going on. Uh, but right now, I think again, like you said, good good for them. At least they got they got this done. This is what the people voted for. Um, and I think we can move on to the more important topics. All right. Well, we'll we'll go ahead and do that then. Uh, uh, again, a little bit of controversy here. It's going to be our local topic of the day. We had a city council member uh, using an inappropriate slur towards a certain minority group uh, here. In, uh, I did now. I looked it up, I promise. I, I hear you. But don't forget, you are in front of a microphone. Uh, so city council member Orlando Geds Goods. Uh, Goods, sure, why not? Um, uh, apparently uh, used the word Jude to, like, Jude up. Uh, he was, I think they were talking about some contract negotiations. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll, um, brief, I'll brief people. Yes, please. Yes, our uh, official Jewish correspondent. I I've actually somehow become the official. <laughs> I I no seriously. I feel like I've actually become the official Jewish correspondent on this story. So, so like the, the city of Tampa, you've basically yeah, become some, the guy. somehow. I mean, it's 
the, basically the story is uh, we've got issues with um, his district and contracts. And when the Tampa Bay Times asked him about it in official business, he said, we're getting Jude out of contract money, right? <laughs> it's in his official transcript, right? And then they wrote an article about it and they said, um, you know, he used anti-Semitic language and all of that kind of thing. Um, then uh, what's been more interesting to me since this has started was the Tampa Bay Times wrote an article about it. And then, um, you know, if you were to just read the comments on said article, you would see that a bunch of uh, other Democrats on city council, other Democrats that are actively involved in the community and uh, other Democrats just around the area are defending him. Right. And it's a shame. And I I don't. This is and this is what I said on the same thread yeah. is basically. I don't care that he used this language, right? I think that, you know, it's it's wrong. Um, you know, he probably needs a conversation that I, again, I would uh, please come to, come on the show. Um, I wasn't able to get in touch with him over the weekend. I know he's getting bombarded with different requests. But what I would say about it is that um, it's it's bad. It's not appropriate in, in an, especially in an official context, right? Like to talk about, you know, your co- government contracts in such a way, it's not appropriate. But I'm not up in arms about this, and I can cannot stress that enough. Like I'm not upset about that, and and my point is that like I'm Jewish, I'm I've been on government contracts, I, I'm in the city of Tampa. Um, I could be as offended as anybody about this. I'm not, like, but my point is is that I find it amazing that the same people who, and this isn't anybody specific, but Democrats in general, the same people who will look at Ron DeSantis and mm-hmm. say. His uh, monkey it up comment was racist. He's definitely racist for that. Uh, you know this comment that you know whatever whatever put X into the blank space of Republicans saying this and they're a racist for it and they're an anti semite for it and all of that. Hold the same standards to your elected officials. Expect and, and there's definitely an element here that he's black. He's in a black district and there's a, there's a, I think there is a double standard here on the way that he's being held to it versus the way that um, Democrats hold Republicans to it. And so I'm by no means uh, calling for his resignation or anything like that. I'd love to have a conversation with him and talk with him about it. Um, but Democrats should realize that if he if you guys aren't going to remove him from office or or call for his call for his removal or condemn him for this, then you shouldn't be condemning anybody on the Republican side either. And and that's where we're at. And, and again, it's nobody in particular. Um, you know, uh, Louis Vieira, who's been a friend of the show and a mm-hmm. friend of the Tampa Young Republicans, um, he publicly came out and condemned it because he said, you know, I say the same thing about Trump. I should say the same thing about Orlando's comments, basically. I was very proud of Lewis being able mm-hmm. to write that and make that comment. Yeah. And I was very disheartened to see so many others from council and elected officials not holding him to the same caliber that they would hold others in government. I just look at it like so so I'm the head of the Tampa Young Republicans, right? What? If I use the if I use the N-word, if I use uh, the R word, if I use any sort yeah. of defamatory type language there would be a group of Democrats the next day lined up with Tampa Bay Times and Creative Loafing. Forget, screw Creative Loafing, by the way. <laughs> um, those people, those people would all be writing articles about how I should resign and how I'm anti-Semitic or I'm, I'm racist or something like that. And it's like, if if the I, so I applaud the Tampa Bay Times for writing this article. Right? Yeah, it's I like, mean, if they I, only knew I, what you said about an ball, I mean, I know. <laughs> you'd be surprised what's said in the background. There's nothing said in the background. <laughs> that is not true. I think that uh, no, but but if if they were to hold, um, you know, they, they would they would very much hold um, our group or any Republican elected officials. Uh, they'd be calling their, for their resignation right now, right? Could you imagine Correct. if like a Stacey White had said this as he's going through this whole thing? I mean, they'd no, be there would be protests daily. Yeah. yeah, there would be daily protests at the Hillsborough County 
burning building. Yeah. But and, and, but we've made this comment before that Republicans have to hold our oh no matter what we're going to be held to a higher standard because Democrats are more than willing to take out us. But no, and this would no, and this would have turned into a national story. Yeah, I yeah. can guarantee you, yeah. had a Republican said it, they would have had they would have gotten a quote from every single uh, elected official yeah. from here all the way up to the White House. Yeah. You know, and 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 they would expect you know the governor and everybody on down to be calling for his removal, and that, and that's the yeah. double standard. And again, we're not calling for that. We're not you know we're not looking for that type of retribution. Yeah, and that's and that's know, really all I wanted to point out yeah. like in, in any of my comments and any of my conversations with anybody else on city council has been i'm not calling for anyone's resignation over this i'm calling for uh if you're going to again I, this is the very much the the uh yeah. analogy i use keep your goalpost still and don't be hypocrites about it right like so whenever then the inevitably next thing that you guys get outraged about um from the republican side remember this instance right and and hold yourselves to the same standards uh, because again I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I don't think he deserves to be canceled for this. I think that it's a conversation, right? Like the the term Jude, I've talked to so many people who have no clue that this is like even referring to Jews, right? Like there's so <laughs> many people, I, I, I totally, like you laugh, but there are so many people that use it in day-to-day -day, uh, conversation and they're not, they don't, they're not even aware of it. So again, I'm happy to right. have a Right, they don't know the origin of the term. Yeah, I'm happy to have a conversation with him about it. I'm happy to have him on the, the show so that he can come on and, and give his side of the story. I. And again, I'm not. I'm not mad at him. I just think that you know, again, hold hold yourselves to the the same standard you would hold us. It was a it was an interesting article. I I, I bravo, bravo to the the newspaper mm -hmm. for writing it. I will say I was a little bit disappointed with him making remarks about how. I don't think he fully apologized. No, no, the, he the, didn't apologize. Very the first time he didn't. Yeah, and that was my biggest concern that he didn't see it as unnecessary for it to be an apology. And if that was your first response, then you really don't you really don't think of the word as being as inappropriate as it was. But again, yeah. he gave a very half-hearted, you know, almost obligatory apology. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then it wasn't until the fire really started mm -hmm. burning and people still really started getting into his ear that then he put out an official statement with a much more thorough apology and you know and i'm not saying that he doesn't mean it you know it doesn't you know at this point it doesn't matter yeah um and, and you're right you know to jake's point it part of its education uh part of it is is again it's it's a terminology that's been uh you know in in certain communities for a long time and he i'm I, again i'm i'm willing to give him benefit of the doubt that being said i think his uh, his initial apology should have been much more legitimate much more um Heartfelt, I guess, if you and will. And yeah. no one's asking for it. No one's trying to do the cancel culture. That's or the thing. That's, that, that's not happening here. Nor has it been of any Republicans I've heard of. No, no. That's that's the difference that's though, the that difference. you want to talk about is that yeah. no Republicans are looking at him and going, yeah. you need to resign. But I'm only saying, like, hold each other to the same standards on the Democratic side. Yeah. That's all. To further what Johnny said, I think that we can always assign motive, but I think that we, mm -hmm. we should start from ignorance and move to malice uh, after we you know have mm. reason to believe somebody has malicious intent with use of these kind of words i think his half-hearted first apology maybe lends itself to maybe malice being possible Correct. but we still can't get there yet but to further your point cancel culture is awful we don't need to have that in our modern modern discourse yeah, and he's doing fine get, and he's a hard-working city councilman he's doing fine I, I think that again you don't you don't remove people from office um, or ask for their removal unless there's something egregious here. And again, what? like you said, unless no there's, there's high crimes or, or treason. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into this. I think we can move on though, because again, and, and again, Orlando, if, if if it gets to you, I'm I'm happy to have you on the show so we can have a conversation. 
Yeah, I, we would love that. It's, it's he, He's been doing really good to the community. Mm. And I, I just, I don't like what happened here. And I think it can be easily rectified if he is able to to elaborate more. But yeah, I totally agree. We'd love to have him on the show. And, and we apologize for misspelling your name. It's Johnny's fault. It's so Johnny's I fault. I fixed it. Yeah, but that still means you had it wrong. All right. Well, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best here. We want to my apologize goodness. to you in person, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. doesn't sound intimidating at all. Yeah. No, it was, it was genuine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh my goodness. All right. Let's go ahead. Uh, we'll bring up the uh, topic list one more time. But again, uh, our obvious last topic of the night is going to be the Super Bowl. Plenty to uh, kind of uh, digest here. Plenty to pick apart. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, it's something that I saw TMZ running with this. And uh, again, TMZ just loves to start mess, uh, you know, for, for lack of the, the better term in that situation. Um, I, they love starting trouble, man, because they know that it drives traffic. It drives viewers. I mean, Harry, uh, Harvey Levin is, is a brilliant guy. Um, and so the, the, the first controversy in this situation is uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Not standing for the national anthem. Obviously, they've Move been on. very supportive. <laughs> I mean, no, okay, no, but no, I mean, no, okay, no, so no, non-issue, they're non-issue. Pri- they're I private, mean, ci- they're they're private they're citizens that are watching a game. They're ha- they have no what. They're not being paid to play a game. So I right there, that, that doesn't matter. So, I don't so care. What I want to what I want to say about this, yeah, is but that intentional the, or not? I mean, it, oh, intentional, absolutely. Um, it, it's extremely intentional. I mean, but again, I, I think that the NFL does not want to bring this stuff up Correct. anymore, right? Yeah. And so, like, one of the things I kept seeing pop up here and there was, like, the NFL wouldn't show this, like, pro-life video or, like, the, the NFL wouldn't show um, this video or from this organization or something like that during their commercials. And then, like, this kind of thing. It's like, look, the NFL is trying so hard to move past that. We had yeah. an amazing Super Bowl. The game was amazing. Game was um, great. They shouldn't have even flashed them on the, on the, you know, on the screen sitting through it or even written about it. I mean, because yeah. they're just sitting – like, they're one and two of, of 60,000 people in those stands. Um, I don't want to talk about it because it's like they're – It's a waste. It's, it's, it's giving – Move on to the good stuff. It's giving – exactly. It's yeah. giving credence to something that does not matter. There's so many other people that were there of higher – of high um, – like celebrities and, and politicians that were there, that it does, it shouldn't have mattered, and that's the reason. The fact that there was a camera on. But that's them what I'm saying. TMZ. People, someone thought well, it was going to be. An they issue. knew. They knew. Course, I think yeah. you know because again giving, they've been very big supporters. I don't want to. They don't want to give it anymore. No, yet. and and you're right. I mean, again, even I was like rolling my eyes when I saw TMZ post it, and of course now since then other outlets are starting to make hay about it, and 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 honestly, I think it's a non-issue. It's a non-story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of other people in the crowd, uh, probably for very uh, you know, non-political reasons that also didn't stand up for the anthem. But anyways, um, as far sleeping. as the game, as far <laughs> as the game goes, uh, it goes back to kind of why I'm such a casual sports fan. I mean, all the best stuff happened in the fourth quarter. Um, it was an amazing game, and I did I was pulling for the Chiefs, and because uh, I think you know Mahomes is going to be a superstar. Um, but uh, was it a great game? Mm, I think again, fourth quarter, amazing. Uh, the rest uh, of the game was kind of like. Eh. So I, I'm I'm this is the only topic I'm fully prepared for. <laughs> Just so you guys know, as Out far as months, a month. Well, it goes back show. to us talking about the fact that you basically. Got ba- just got back from Miami right yeah, before the so show. Like I, so yeah, full disclosure here. Like I was, I was in Miami all weekend. I had a great time. The Super Bowl was fantastic from start <laughs> to finish. Um, I didn't actually go to the game though. By the way, uh, the didn't the, invite us either, but that's okay. that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> the point is that um, uh, I, I went down there because uh, the city of Miami, number one, 
fantastic job. Yes, like I agree. absolutely start to finish. Great. I think people are going to look back at the Super Bowl um, and the environment that they were able to create from the the week leading up to it, to the game, to after the game, all that stuff. Um, they put on a great Super Bowl. Everyone was happy. Everyone was thrilled. The place was bumping all week, by yeah. the way. Um, then the next thing I want to say is that uh, to go to the actual game part of this, um, you know, I, I don't talk too much about like my, my actual business business side of things, but like I, I do a lot of work uh, alongside of um, uh, Patrick Mahomes' agent, uh, uh, Lee Steinberg and, and Steinberg Sports, and um, they – they have a comeback story at this point that's now better than uh, the comeback story that happened completely. in this. And, and well, I he's the to, comeback king. He, he's I mean, this is his third comeback in a row in the postseason of all things. He, yeah. And to do it in the yeah. Super Bowl, uh, again, is is just unbelievable. And then and, uh, him being youngest MVP all that Yeah, stuff. and these guys, uh, uh, it couldn't happen to a, a better person, Correct. a better family, um, and, a, and again, a better agency. I mean, like uh, I've talked about this before. The amount of... Um, uh, influence and uh, jobs created underneath of somebody like this, um, the the amount of influence it has on the league as a whole, um, the politics of it. I mean, again, like I looked at the the story on Yahoo. The main story on Yahoo was um, like Patrick Mahomes and his girlfriend kissing like high school sweetheart after the game. Um, the guy's a superstar, by the way, Johnny. Not not going to be a superstar. Like is a superstar. No, and, this this just certified it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the Super Bowl just certified it. And again, uh, a great person, great great family, great agency. Uh, when he gets paid this summer, by the way, he's going to shatter all records. I mean, probably looking at like forty million dollar a year, um, you know, seven year contract kind of thing. Does I he mean, stay in Kansas be, City? Oh, uh, yes. oh, not even close to being like they've been working on on locking him down For since since game one of him of coming yeah. out and being a superstar. So at this point, he's now going to command uh, a bigger contract than anyone's ever seen in NFL history. Um, and again, the other thing you're going to see is you're going to see um, the uh, the agency that that represents him as well um, just explode because of the fact that this this deal is going to get done. There was a lot uh, of things to like about him. There was a lot of things. His backstory is amazing. Yeah. he's been a kid that has kept his uh, not. To say anything, but to kept his nose under, like he's not got into huge trouble. No, not at they all. They have a picture of him with the others uh, praying before the before the, the it started the yeah. Super Bowl. So he he has been doing a good job keeping himself clean, making sure everything is legitimate. So and you're saying there's no crab leg pictures? There's yeah, no exactly. crab leg pictures. So, I mean, but, that's, it, but that's what it takes now, not to have huh. that kind of stuff. Yeah, he, he deserves you. he deserves uh, every piece of praise you possibly can get him. Um, the comeback. In the fourth quarter was phenomenal. I yeah. mean, I, oh, I think I've that seen, I saw a grown man cry to, because of that. I I didn't see anybody cry on Ocean Drive down there. They were, uh, oh, they were all <laughs> a, lot, a little blasted. bit a little bit of a different vibe going on down there, <laughs> which I want to talk about because one of the biggest things that that I gathered from from my experience over Super Bowl weekend because the biggest controversy that it seems like there is is over Shakira and over J Lo. Right in the halftime show. As much as I care about the game, I care about the game. I care about the NFL. I care about this stuff. But ninety percent of not ninety percent. Let's say like forty percent. Good fifty, sixty percent of people are trying to say why they're upset with the halftime show. Yeah, and I don't understand why people are saying that. I want to know why Anibal's upset. I want to know why Anibal is upset with the Shakira. Who said anything? Why you hating on Shakira, bro? Who who said anything about me being upset? I think you were. No, 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 no. Let's be specific. Yes, let's have the receipt. Let's be specific. If you ask me who did a better you job were hating on Shakira. I would go, J-Lo did a better job over Shakira. This is That's the reason why. 
Okay, should we de- kind of deconstruct we also it? We don't have any sound. No, no, no. <laughs> should we deconstruct it from the from the beginning? I mean, okay. First we, of all, Shakira played. All, Shakira Johnny played the guitar. Is not a biased. It's so biased. <laughs> so are you? Because what? I'm prepared. Am I Puerto Rican? No, but you're from the the, the, the water over there. I'm all those from where? You you all those island <laughs> countries. You're from one of those island countries. Yeah, that's right. I'm offended. Somebody needs to cancel Johnny. So, so I guess the point is that people like Anibal were hating what? on Shakira. Yes. right after the performance. Mind and you. Okay, both of them I was amazing. Very bored both with Shakira's performance. Both and, of them amazing dancers. I was bored. J Lo did not play the guitar. J Lo did not play the drums. Uh, okay. First of uh, all. The, and all Neither she did, all she did was get up on the festivist pole really and and put on a you know. And, and meanwhile, really she didn't even really do the, the pole thing. The guitar was live. Do you really believe the drums were live? Oh yeah, her mic wasn't even on, and so she threw herself into the crowd. They all it used tracks. And started lit and started doing the goat flap. They all use tracks. Look, they all use tracks. Historically, I'm not historically, denying that whatsoever. But you can see that there's a true difference when it comes to the mic. The mic was not even on until three minutes into her performance. J Lo can't even sing. She's not, not even that no great a singer. One has said any of that, guys? J Lo is a great performer, and so is Shakira. Let me let me explain to you how the um, Hispanic community took this. Because yes, since you guys love, really have no idea. By the way, what the Jewish so Anglo-Saxon gentleman right. wants me, to know about so the Latino community. I'm intrigued. I am going to tell you because <laughs> because Ocean Drive yes, please, was. This this had nobody cared about the game. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, because that, they, they were, were high on cocaine. I this is going, Ocean Drive. I am not going it to is deny the most European part of the United States. First of off, there was no Europeans they, there that oh, night. That's not true. <laughs> they take you. they take my euros all the time when I'm in South so, Beach. No, there, tells okay, you a lot. By so the I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying that that if you were to gauge the community in Miami. Watching this out, like the part, the block party that was happening, uh, South the Beach, epicenter, which is, of not, South which is not a. It was the local. Is, it was the it local was community. Local it was com- very much local community. No, and, Jonathan is and South Beach local not, community. Not negative. Thank you. It, on a on a regular weekend, no. Okay, so here let me explain to you what the Hispanic community cared about. It's practically because Sodom and Gomorrah. It is. I am not disagreeing not with any of those kind of points. <laughs> I am not going to disagree with any of those points. But what oh, it those was, people knew exactly what was going on. No, they're high and drunk at the same time. And you know what? None of them cared about. Point <laughs> Nobody cared about the game until the halftime show, and then when the halftime show, halftime show came on, and Shakira started playing her hits, and J Lo started playing their hits, the entire place is up dancing, singing. They're they're proud. They're waving the flags. Let I me show you about the, the Colombian pride, I did not deny the, any of the Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican pride, yes. all of those things. They I'm were they were loving it, and they rocked the let stage. Talk. They rocked the stage, and they they brought up the entire community that you know that is out there. And and I don't know why I have to explain that to you. Evil or Johnny? I, I Johnny, oh, Johnny. Johnny agrees with me, so I, I'm going to mostly. No, go not evil. to me. I love the whole thing. Yeah, I, I thought it was whole, a great performance. I, yeah, but you're absolutely. asking me who did better. I'm going to say J Lo. Look, I'm sorry if I'm not allowed to have an opinion in a free country. To me, the only the it's only wrong. minor <laughs> issue I had with it were certain camera angles. I felt were that, you know were were, were were inappropriate. But in all in all, the performance, the choreography, I don't believe was. Um, you know, and again, if you don't know the culture, uh, this Correct. again is very acceptable and very normal in 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 the Latin culture i mean they did an amazing job and i think they represented the hispanic and latin community well i, I think, think it's done very well and and like again a lot of people don't know who the other two clowns were you know but that's fine you I, know, I still don't know who that yeah so it's bad was. bunny and jay balvin <laughs> well, and they're both they're megastars so this is what it is. Well, no, 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 no. hold on <laughs> correction <laughs> 
No, so Jay Balvin's from Colombia. Uh, Bad Bunny's from Puerto Rico. Um, both uh, reggaeton stars, okay? But they're also massive in their own right. Mm-hmm. Not as mainstream, obviously, as Shakira and J-Lo. But those guys right now have done songs with both of them, as we saw last yeah. night, yeah. and have continued to keep them relevant yeah, I think um, that, as those guys are coming up. I think that they um, there was a little bit of complaint, I think, from the Miami community that some of their other um, artists were not represented yeah. in, in there. And um, you heard that but, months ago. But oh, it could have gotten real hood up in there. I it, mean, oh, look, let me tell you something. That, oh, yeah. the, my, the mainstream is still not ready for Uncle Luke and 2 Live Crew to do a hot, yes. to, do, to, do, to, do, to do the halftime show. I'm all for it. I may Trick not Daddy, have, I, Trina. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's ever. Gonna I happen. may or may not have attended any of Uncle Luke's parties over the weekend. They're undisclosed, <laughs> but the point is that they represent the community down there, and and they they do deserve a place in the Miami culture. Um, and you see other events that do get that. But again, this is the Super Bowl. This is mainstream. It is the um, largest. And, and J Lo uh, and Shakira are as mainstream as you get. And they yeah. did. This was. I don't care about the halftime show almost ever because I like football. And this was the best halftime show I've seen in a long time. Well, it let is, me tell you this. So, uh, so, and and to back up what you're saying, Jake, I think if you go down to South Beach, and mm-hmm. and enables right, South Beach is not true Miami. Yeah. Um, but I think it it is a when it comes to the nightlife and the party and the lifestyle, you know, there is that element to it, and. What we saw in the Super Bowl is a watered-down version of what you see Correct. on South Beach. Correct. Um, and that's absolutely what's down. happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, and again, I thought it was a phenomenal halftime show. I think, uh, was it the best? No. Uh, I'd, I'd say top five, yes. Um, uh, I would say maybe even top three, possibly. And I think that this... If we want to talk about this from like a political standpoint, which is what this show actually is supposed to do, I know we spent a lot of time <laughs> on gossip, but it's fun. Um, is that the NFL, for all of the faults that it had maybe two years ago with the whole kneeling thing, that's why I don't want to talk about Jay Z and Beyonce. For all of the controversy they've had over the past couple of years, we had an amazing halftime show. We had an amazing Super Bowl with great stories, with class acts. Um, we won't talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and, and porn stars or anything like that, but the other quarterback, oh all God. of the other people that are um, that that are taking place in the Super Bowl, we had nothing but great storylines. Um, we had somebody that wasn't the Patriots in it. I mean, it was, Ooh. it was, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can boo me all you want. The, the, uh, I'm, I think that the country as a whole got to do what they wanted, which is watch a great game, see sports, get to see a halftime show they wanted. And I think that you had, I think that you had to bend over backwards to find controversy in this halftime show. And I don't think they did anything wrong. I don't, th- I think, aside people, from the bending over backwards, I think people are, I think, <laughs> I think people are trying to find something wrong with it. I don't think it's legitimate. Their concerns are talking about that. No, it wasn't look. family friendly and every the kids were like, but at the end of the day, they, there was a lot less, there was more, there was less skin than you would have assumed in anything else. I no, think they were nobody's, very tasteful. Nobody's shirts were taken. Yeah. I think off. they were very tasteful. And anyway, I don't last think, year, I don't think was it was any, the whole time. I don't think it was any less tasteful than, again, I, I would compare it to Beyonce's performance. Yeah. Beyonce did an amazing job in the halftime show. Um, she looked great. She yeah. went up there and shaked her ass. Yeah. I mean, again, like everybody had a great time, and we didn't see the outrage. And again, other than a few questionable camera shots, which, again, that's not the fault of the performers. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's comparable to say that, again, Beyonce's performance very similar to what Shakira and J-Lo did last night. I like hockey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note. I thought that was very civil. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much to everybody for watching. That's because uh, you didn't use your real position. 
<laughs> you oh assumed I didn't like. I didn't the assume anything. I everybody everybody that's watching this show saw the same Facebook status that I did <laughs> last night, and I we, thought J Lo did a better job had than you, Shakira. I to, think that's the that's that's my. And opinion. this is what happens: you've had to flip flop your original How? position. How I did not say pressure. anything. I did not say anything <laughs> that is not true. I think J Lo did a much no, better job. No, that than is, that part is not true. That part right there. That's that part is not. Was true. there a little lull in Shakira's performance? Yes, no. there was a little bit of a lull no. where it was kind of like yes, okay. Because we were lol when she was when she was the goat when she was basically the goat we like she don't get wrong that's not a goat that's a that's did someone need to help her speaking in tongues I mean things happen like I'm not gonna she is half Arabic okay she is she is I don't remember where where her dad's from or one of her parents way to be prepared guys because it doesn't matter she's Colombian the thing thing is is that actually the people um, Arabic culture was actually very excited last night um, during her performance because you want to use the word excited I do because I'll I'll look at like the the Twitter reaction to it right her I can't possibly go and make the same noise with my tongue that she did like the that's now a meme that that is that is 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 significant in in Persian culture and they were really excited that this was used in a mainstream thing like the Super Bowl and so Shakira and that is part of her culture yeah and I think that the end. It's it's important, and, and I don't I don't take any offense as a, as a full red blooded American over uh, you know, like a Puerto Rican flag or like no you know, I thought, or it, was, a I thought it was fabulous what J Lo um, did having her daughter uh, up Lebanese there. that's and what it is thanks Lebanese. to Hector in the comments having, as always having yeah. her daughter Hector. up there having her daughter sing born in the USA I think that was great I think exactly they did great. what the, I think exactly what she wanted to do she came out with like a yeah. feathered uh, Puerto Rican and American flag jacket I thought that was phenomenal yeah. hence why I think yeah. the J Lo performance was a little bit better people are saying she was trying to represent. Uh, the kids in the cages. Uh, and, I didn't. And, I, didn't know, I, I think trying to make that oh, sort of political statement. Bend, up. Really that's. A, I think that's kind of a. Reach. You have to yeah. bend over backwards to find something wrong with this halftime performance. Do not get upset about it. It was great. I think it was great. I Which think again, was so great performance. Jayla would happily bend over backwards for you. <laughs> I wow. Not Where going that to entertain yeah. any of the rest <laughs> of the conversation. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> well, Johnny's made it awkward. And way to close. Out. Oh, oh, do we have I'm any not, announcements? I'm not surprised at all that oh Johnny made that, that awkward whatsoever. Anyways, all right. So on that note, uh, thank you again, everybody, for watching. Last minute announcements from anybody. Uh, Jake, great meeting uh, oh. with Carrie Porch last uh, oh, that was phenomenal. last week. Um, uh, we will have a video of that. Uh, maybe yes, no, maybe it's up to you. Okay. Well, I got to <laughs> edit. I got to. Well, I got to make the edits to it. But I just wasn't sure if we wanted to. Well, I didn't know if you wanted to post wow. it or not. You know. Um, but well, but on, Carrie on, was awesome. Carrie yeah. was awesome. So so he was great. Uh, so if you don't know what we're talking oh, about, we're um, Carrie Porch, okay. uh, Project Veritas came out to Tampa Young Republicans last month. Uh, put on a great show. Great great um, speech that he did. Uh, the only announcement I have for everybody is that Tampa Young Republicans event is um, all the way at the end of the month. So I don't I don't want to remind you now because you'll forget. But what is coming up is that the um, time. Tiger Bay Club, which is holding a millennial after hours event, right? So they have a, a panel of Republican and Democrat millennials going and doing a panel over a dinner. I think it's happening on the 11th, if our, you guys are aware. Our good friend and a friend to the club, a friend to the show, Akash Patel, will be uh, one of the panelists. TBYR member, and also yes. Andrea as well. Yes. Um, both we have, So we have basically representation from two uh, young Republicans on this panel that Tiger Bay is going to be putting on. So if you can make it out to that, uh, I think they're going to do a fantastic oh, job representing job. us. Um, a minority and a woman representing the Republican Party? I, I like it. I like it a lot. And... Uh, <laughs> 
and again, they're going to do a great job. I'll be at that event. I think that a lot of us will probably be yeah, at that I event to support them because uh, it's very rare that we get young Republicans on a panel with young Democrats because they don't like to be on our panels. They don't like us because we can speak and have eloquently facts. and have facts and yeah. we do research ahead of time. So go to that event. Support Tiger Bay. They're a great organization. Yes. Um, and then again, I'll have more announcements towards what we're doing. You know, later on, Does anyone else have anything else? Chris, I have one. So tomorrow, I'm uh, hosting a watch party for the State of the Union address at the local mm-hmm. on Henderson Avenue at seven o'clock p.m. State of the Union starts at eight o'clock, but we're meeting at seven o'clock. So if you want to come, join the rest of us, enjoy the party, have a couple beers, uh, some food, come join us, and uh, see you there. Have you made the decision for drinking games yet? Ooh, we'll, yes. we'll work on it. We'll work yeah. on it, guys. I think that we should. Uh, <laughs> I officially have like have a free afternoon. There. Wait, no. I, yeah, <laughs> I have a free afternoon tomorrow, so I'm really excited that I'm actually able to hang out and like go out tomorrow. So I would love for there to be a quick. Um, there will be a bingo game. board at some point. Nice. All right. I will say this. Um, we are we are dragging. T- no, no, we're not. So. Uh, annou- there was an announcement today that Rush Limbaugh uh, announced that he had advanced lung cancer. Our thoughts and prayers for the show uh, go out to uh, Mr. L- um, to Rush, and we would love to be able to him recover and be able to continue to uh, speak about conservatism and be able to spread that good news around. But I we were there was a really big hit for a lot of people today with the announcement, and just our thoughts and prayers are to you, Rush. All right. Thank you, Nebel. Uh, and, uh, yeah, best wishes to Rush Limbaugh. I mean, again, he's, he's an icon not only for the movement but even in broadcasting. And, uh, and so uh, hopefully that all goes well for him. We'll keep you updated on that and a lot more. We'll see you back here again next Monday, 7 o'clock, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope. Make sure you follow us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those. Subscribe, review, uh, and especially if you're downloading us on Apple Podcasts, that, uh, those reviews, man, those are worth gold. So please, you know, give us a rating, give us uh, – uh, you know, leave us a few comments. Uh, thank you so much for watching. And again, uh, we'd also appreciate you supporting the show, but we do it because we love it. And uh, we're hoping to have an impact on uh, on the upcoming elections, both locally, nationally, but we can't do it without you. So thank you so much for watching. We hope to see you next time uh, from Tampa Bay. So long, everybody. J-Lo did a better job. <laughs> we can't let him have it. Yes! That's fine. We can put you